Okay, I'm just going to go ahead before I see the messages and I'm just going to trust the Lord to, you know, lead me through it. So I was talking about the book of Genesis um, and how it's a template that it's like an eternal template, like an eternal blueprint that God uses to speak to me in different times and seasons, depending, you know, many times I take my bearing from the book of Genesis and the Lord was saying to me, it's not only because it is the first book in the Bible, you know, um, there is something in Genesis that he pointed, um, pretty much showed me yesterday. Uh, many times when I have read Genesis, I, 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 have, I have wondered and I said, God, how did these things come to be? You know, did you just speak things into existence and they were, you know, and I'm like, why is it that I cannot just speak a thing into existence and it's, you know, it takes shape. Basically, I'm like... Ah. Because I carry your DNA, do you understand? So if you just speak a thing, I know that your words release power, but what is the what is the process of, you know, like explain it to me in very basic terms. Okay, you can hear me now. Thank you so much. Um, explain it to me in very basic terms, how a spoken word becomes, um, how it becomes actualized, basically, you know, and... Um, he told me, go to the book of Genesis again. And I said, okay, let's do it. And I went to Genesis and interestingly, for the first time, something stood out to me. So from Genesis one, the Bible says in the beginning, um, God Elohim created by forming from nothing, the heavens and the earth. I'm reading from the amplified version. The Bible says in verse two, the earth was formless and void or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So I said, ah, God, you just said it. And then it came forth. Um, and from um, verse four, God saw the light was good. And he affirmed and sustained it. And God separated the light from the darkness. Verse five, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. And God said, let there be an expanse of the sky in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters below the expanse from the from the waters and god made the expanse of sky and separated the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse and it was so just as he had commanded and you know this was the first time that i was actually seeing and god made i know i had heard it i had probably seen it before but I missed it. And I felt like this was the first time that I was actually understanding. And God said, yes, I spoke it into existence, but there is a doing that is required. And I think I've mentioned on, you know, on this call or in maybe some sessions where I've taught before that one thing I have realized about God and his word is if he mentioned something somewhere, if you check it, it can be applicable to many areas. So for instance, if you are going through a situation or you are confronted with something, um, you may be looking at it from one angle. You must remember that if God says that his word is double-edged, that means um, there's a double-edged dimension to the things that we experience, to the things that we see, to the things that we hear. So if you're seeing and experiencing something from one side, then there is another edge to it. You know, even when um, I read scriptures, the Bible, for instance, a scripture that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If I'm looking at that scripture, I'm saying, okay, this is one side of it. If it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, that means there is another 
aspect to it that I may not be seeing. That means um, um, if I'm not speaking out of the abundance of my heart, I'm speaking out of the abundance of something else. You know, so that double-edged dimension to situations to life is something the Lord started opening my eyes to. So, you know, he started to show me here in this scripture that um, he spoke and then he made he spoke and then he made. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because of the season that we find ourselves in. I want us to know that there is a making and there is a doing that is required in this season. There is work that is required of us, but it is not work that should drain us. It is not work that should make us tired. It is not work that should make us complain. It is not work that should fatigue us. It is work that should fortify us because we are doing it according to the template of God. How are we? So, you know, the Lord had to tell me before you even start a new season, before you start creating or recreating, because if we go through this creation story, we see that there are some aspects where the Bible says God called it out and it was, but there are some that the Bible says God made. Actually, that word made is of two, um, two, um, explanations basically one of the one of it is bara and i believe bara means to create so that's creating afresh starting all over but there's another create there's another making that talks about calling something out from what it already was you know so here the bible is saying that god created you know in some areas we are seeing that he created and in some areas he was recreating. I was sharing with someone yesterday and I said, and I think I've already shared on this call that um, if we look at the story of Genesis, we may see it as, ah, some of us may not even see it, but it appeared as if God's project failed because what he had created, this beginning we see is God starting again. He was recreating the earth. He was, re he was bringing, you know, rebranding re and restructuring. It was a project that had existed before and everything was going according to plan. And then there was the rebellion of Lucifer and it pretty much, you know, um, everything, um, the planet earth and um, the world and, you know, everything that was in it pretty much crumbled. There was destruction because of one person's rebellion. And um, then God came back and this time the Bible says Elohim. So it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They came back, they sat down, they had a board meeting, they consulted, and they said, how do we go forward from here? If you check through scriptures, you see that God did not walk alone. God the Father did not walk alone. He consulted with the Spirit. There was the part of, um, um, you know, the spirit brooding. So it acknowledged the situation, but th there was work for the spirit to do. There was the brooding of the spirit. There was Christ. The Bible tells us that in him and through him, all things were created. So Christ was the raw material. He was um, the substance that was used for creation. You know, so all of the Godhead came together to recreate, to restructure, to replan and to rebuild. But the Bible shows us the two dimensions, the speaking and the doing, the spoken word and the work. I want to encourage us this morning to put our hands to the plow and do the work. Because you see this work, nobody else is going to do it. And I don't know what that work looks like for you. Um, I would use my own life. There's an emotional work that God is doing in my life in this time. There's a financial work that God is doing in my life in this time. Um, there is a career work that God is doing in my life in this time. There is um, relationship work that God is doing. Um, 
every dimension of my life is like, God is like, you have to do the work. But I want us to see the template that Christ laid for us. It started by speaking. First, you must speak, then you must do. I don't know what words you've spoken over yourself in previous seasons. And, you know, um, it is out of the abundance of the heart, like I said, that the mouth speaks. So you may be saying to yourself, oh, I'm not confessing negative, but what is filling up your heart? You see, um, I remember when we were at the retreats, um, the rain of fire retreat in July, one of the things that Prophet Adam had said to us or taught us or brought to our attention is that grumbling begins in the heart. It starts in the heart. It's not when you are speaking the words. It starts when you are meditating on the thing, when you are thinking about that situation, when you're already, you know, going contrary to or walking in opposition to the mind or the plan or the government of God, when something in your heart is already rebelling. If you look at the story of, and since we're on the topic of rebellion and creation, look at what happened to Lucifer. It was through the meditation of his heart. He started to think that, ah, perhaps I can raise a government for myself far above or higher than the government of God. You know, he had seen, he had been a part of, he was the covering cherub. You know, he had such a great rank in God's kingdom, but out of, it started with a pondering in his heart. And you see, because God is so huge and magnificent, um, he's not intimidated by by anything. He gives us the weapon of choice. He allows us to have our choices. He allows us to make our decisions. So that in itself should show us that this God, even though you have your choice and you have your mind and you can, that liberty that we have must still be rooted and governed by the spirit of our Lord. So everything that we're doing must be governed by the spirit of Christ Jesus. We cannot do anything outside the government of God, because if you try to do that, you will end up in a place of brokenness of rebellion and you will look around moments later it could take days it could take weeks it could take years and you just look at your life and you realize oh my god where did i miss it but the lord is bringing things back to our attention the simple things remember the foundational things remember that scripture that we read while we were praying that though the grass may wither and the flower may fade you know of the word of god remains the word of god is that eternal substance that we need to create that we need to behold that we need to complete that we need to be established i don't want you to think at the end of everything that we say and everything that we do um, 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 on these calls that you can have any other way outside the word of God. It starts in the word. In the beginning was the word. It starts in the word and it will end in the word. The word of God is that thread that links everything through um, um, eternity, through time and through seasons. It is the word of God that remains sure regardless of what the circumstances are it is the word of god regardless of what the situations are it is the word of god regardless of what the doctrines of of this age are it is the word of god the other day pastor bambi was you know teaching us about um going back to um the 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 basics you know essentially and the basic thing is the word of god it is the word of god the wisdom that we speak of 
it is in the word of God because Jesus Christ himself is the wisdom of God. The word of God is everything that we need. The word of God is everything that we require. The word of God. Before you start looking for teachings and you start looking for people to follow and you start looking for, you know, doctrines to, 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 to take as your life's mandate, look into the word of God. Look at the templates. Look at the blueprints look at the landmarks that have been laid for you in the word of god the question now is how are you setting yourself to be setting yourself up to be fed and to be nurtured by the word in fact yesterday um we were having a meeting with pi um and while she was ministering i just you know i felt the lord started speaking to me and he was telling me that the way i said all right, I started to realize by the mercy of God that the way my life is set up, I am someone that constantly needs to be fed and I constantly need to receive. Um, maybe by reason of the call of God upon my life, maybe because I, I'm a teacher of the word, you know, and I have found myself um, in a place where I am pouring into people and teaching people and releasing over people. But, or maybe not, maybe just by God's design, I, for me to flourish and for me to be at my highest capacity, I have to be fed constantly by the right thing. And I was, and that right thing is the word of God. So I started to ask myself, I said, how am I setting myself up to be fed in this season? You're not, I'm not just feeding myself up with sermons. I'm not just feeding myself up with reading people's books. In fact, before I want to sit down with a book or sit down with a sermon, it's I have to receive God's word. I don't know. I've just gotten to that point where if I haven't, if the word of God has not sat or dwelt in me richly, I can't even fully take on another person's teaching. You know, it's like there's a voice that is constantly convicting me and telling me, go back and study, stay in the word of God. So it starts with the word and then it ends with the word. And I started to realize that, you know what? I have to set up systems and structures around my life to ensure that I am constantly receiving God's word. I'm constantly fueled by the word of God. Um, and what that would look like for me is just taking out time. It could be early hours in the morning from three till maybe five, 6 a.m. and just allowing the word of God to be released over me. Why? Because I'm in a season of creating. So the words that I hear are going to inspire the abundance of my heart. And from there, words of life will flow out of me. So as I was saying, I don't know the words that you have released over yourself in time past. I don't even know the words that you have sat under. I don't know the words that you have permitted. I don't know the spirits that you have allowed governed your life up until this time. But this morning, I want you to even begin to pray for yourself and say, Father, I declare over my life, Lord, I pray that you, as your word visits me, oh God, it will wash me clean. Father, I pray that there will be an uprooting of every word that is contrary to your government, every word that is contrary to your will, every word that is contrary to your plans for me in the name of Jesus. Father, every doctrine that is not of you, anything that is not rooted and grounded in your word this morning, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you will purge me. In the name of Jesus, pray for yourself this morning. Rendo sun takira basuna man de kiado shante de brada basan de kiada ba re katare boshunte de brede basakae de bosunta de.
Father, every word that we have permitted, O oh God, Father, every thought in our hearts that we have allowed that is rebellious to your government, that is rebellious to your plans, Father, every choice that we have made outside the government and outside the leading and outside the liberty of your spirit, because true freedom and liberty comes from your spirit. Your word tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Father, we pray, O oh God, that by your mercy, you would turn around, Lord, every situation, oh God, that has stemmed out, Lord, from rebellion, every situation that has stemmed out, Lord, from a lack of following, from a lack of discipleship, oh God, in you and in your word, in the name of Jesus, we pray over our minds, we pray over our soul, pray for yourself this morning, every time we have despised the studying of the word, every time we have not given ourselves to diligent studying, oh God, Every time we have left this prayer call, we have left this prayer altar after speaking words, but we do not take our hands to do the work. We do not take our hands to, to, to make and to create and to recreate, oh God, the things that you have placed inside of us. Father, this morning we repent, oh God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and help us. We invite you to come and brood over us, come and identify and separate the light from darkness that may be existing within us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And now I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to fill your mouth with good things. The Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Father, this morning we open our hearts, oh God, because the filling of our, ma- our mouth starts with the opening of our hearts. We open our hearts to you, oh God. Father, we pray, Lord, that there will be a replacement, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let there be a displacing, oh God of darkness, Lord. Father, we pray that there will be a replacement, oh God, of darkness. Father, replace darkness with light, oh God. Father, replace death with life, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God, that you will fill our hearts, Lord, with light. You will fill our hearts with sound wisdom. We pray, oh God, that you will fill our hearts with truth in the name of Jesus. Fill our hearts, oh God, that our mouths will mirror that which is in our hearts, oh God, in the the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for forgiveness, oh God, and we pray for deliverance, oh God, from every form of bitterness, from every form of, of maliciousness, from anger, not from the little foxes that destroy the vine. Our Lord and our God, we pray that you would deliver us this morning in the name of Jesus, any system that has been set up, oh God, that is contrary to your will, my Father. We pray, Lord, that you will disarm it, Father, this morning by the weapon of the word of God, by the weapon of Christ, by the Lordship and the authority of Christ Jesus. Father, we pray that you will open our eyes and show us, Lord, how you would have us go, Lord. 
Show us in what direction you will have us journey. Show us the path, Lord, where we come in, my God. Show us the areas where you want us and how you want us to work, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray over this season and over everything that we do, that the work that we do will not be that which depletes us, Lord, but it will be that which glorifies you, Lord, and edifies us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will deliver us, Lord, from the mindset of the hustle. Father, as this world system has dictated that hustling is the pathway to life. Father, we pray that you would deliver us, Lord, from that mindset of hustling, constantly wanting to do, constantly wanting to, 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 to fill the shoes of other people, constantly wanting to meet the expectations of others. Remind us, oh God, that we rise and fall before no one else except you, Lord Jesus, our Lord and Master. Show us, Father, how you want us to live our lives. Show us, Lord, how you want us to go about the work, Lord, that you are placing ahead of us in this time and in this season, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, Matthew chapter 25. This scripture of um, the talents has been on my heart. Matthew 25 from verse 14, I believe. From verse 14, Bible says, for it is, for it is just, so it's talking about the kingdom of God. It says, for it is just like a man who was, who was about to take a journey and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his possessions. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And then he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents went on at once and traded with them and made a profit and gained five more. Likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more. But the one who had received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Two things here. They may have had different talents. They may have been given different abilities, but two things here, time and works. Time and works. This is a season of time and works. How are we partnering with God to redeem time? The way we partner with God to redeem time is by the works. One of the ways is by the works that we do. So we see here, time and works comes in, into, it comes into, um, into play. It says that, but the one that received the one went, he dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Then verse 19, now after a long time, so that same time was given to all of them. I dare say that it doesn't matter the height or the depth of what God has given you. All that matters is how you plug it in, how you use it in time. So we started this call talking about time and saying, oh, sometimes it just feels like, oh, I just need to have it. You know, perhaps we're looking at time the wrong way. Perhaps we're looking at the clock the wrong way. Perhaps the reason why God has given us the gift of time, we haven't really seen and we haven't come to the understanding of it. We are looking at time to set, you know, to, we are looking at time as a limiting factor, whereas God is saying that this time I've given you, I have given to those that came before you, I've given to those that have come with you and I'm going to give to those that are going to come after you. And it is time, it is time, it is time that 
justifies it. It's time that it is the way you partner with time that justifies the calling that I have placed over your life. So the Bible says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have made a profit and gathered five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful steward. You have been faithful and trustworthy with little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. Also, the one who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have made a profit and gained two more talents. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. The one who had created one talent also came forward saying, master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding master, reaping the harvest where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. Is the audacity for me. So I was afraid to lose the talent. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is your own. But his master answered him, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reaped the harvest where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seed. See, it's like even your words and your, your works will speak against you in the day of judgment. And you see, that day of judgment may not even be the day that Christ shows up. In fact, I feel like the turn up that is going to happen when Christ comes, before we enter judgment, you know, like we have to finish turning up, eating supper for seven years, you know, like just enjoying our lives before we now want to start thinking of judgment. I could be wrong, but I feel like that judgment is not even the judgment of when Christ comes, the millennial age. It's the judgment of the next season. It's the judgment of the next five years. It's the judgment of the day to come, which is very close. You know, you will look back at your life and you will realize that the things that I did not do are speaking against me. The time that I did not invest is speaking against me. That is the judgment that's even a stronger judgment. Many people are waiting for the judgment of, you know, like I said, maybe we're looking at time the wrong way. We're waiting for the judgment after this time has ended. And we're thinking, ah, okay, that judgment, at least I will make heaven. The judgment begins with your decisions while you are on this side of eternity. Seasons will come and go. And as it comes and goes, you are looking at how your life is taking shape and how it's taking form. And you just begin to realize, wow, it seems like I'm so big on the outside, but in the places that matter, it's like, I'm so small. It's like, I haven't done due diligence. It's like, I'm so empty. Why? Judgment, your life, your works, or the lack of it, your investment in time, or the lack of it will speak against you. Which so the Bible tells us that. He said, you know, the master now tell, told him, okay, you said that. I reap where I do not sow. You know all of these things about me according to what you said. He said, then you ought to have put my money with the bankers and at my return, I would have received my money back with interest. So basically what that servant did not realize or maybe what he realized and he just didn't care about was he was pretty much telling his master that, hey, you are not worthy of, of an investment. You are not worth the time. You're not worth the work. You're not worth the journey. You're not worth anything. As you give me, I'm just going to give it back to you. 
I want us to pay close attention to our lives. And, you know, yesterday when Pastor Bobby was talking, um, it was one of the things that he talked about. You know, he said, take stock. Take stock of your life. I want you to pay close attention to your life and ask yourself, where are the areas of my life where I'm pretty much telling God, please talk to the hand. This thing you are telling me doesn't make sense. I cannot do it. Where are the areas of our lives where God has actually challenged us or invited us to a conversation for more? And we have told him, ah, God, this one you're saying, I beg, please, on to the next one. And that car was asking for her about that. Where are the areas that we have even ended the conversation before God started it? Where are those areas of our lives? I believe that the spirit of God is bringing to our remembrance certain things so that we can be fully repentant because this next, this next phase that we are going into, trust me, the kind of shaking that is going to happen, the kind of of um, regrouping that is going to happen if you are not strong and rooted from your foundations, it is going to show. There's going to be a natural falling away. There's going to be a natural selection. And if you are not yielded fully, um, if you don't have your priorities right, if you do not have your mind right, if you do not focus on the right things, automatically you're just going to look back and you realize that you have been taken out. You have been taken out. God is spending all of this time doing this work for us. As I speak these words, I am also, you know, being pruned. I'm also being challenged by the word of God. And even a greater responsibility for me as the one that God is speaking through, because these are literally words that are being spoken through my mouth in a season to come. There are certain things that will not be permitted around me anymore or within me anymore, because my life is not just spoken words, but my life has to become the message. Everything has to add up. Remember, it is a season of wholeness. It's not just the wholeness for you to feel good. It is the wholeness so that God can be glorified. God is making us whole. He's ensuring that the words that we speak, the words that we release in the place of prayer are commensurate to the works that we do so that our lives can be balanced. I was, um, I want you to know that as eager as you are, you know, to receive this salvation, because it's like we have come to another level of salvation with God. I don't know if you feel it, but I do. I feel like I need to be saved all over again. It's like, I thought I was saved five years ago. I thought I was saved 10 years ago. I thought I was saved last month. But it's like, I have gotten to another point in my work with God, where God is just like, <laughs> you need salvation. You need to be saved. And it's the word of God is challenging every pattern, every aspect of my life. Praise God. So the master said, you ought to have put my money with the bankers and at my return, I would have received my money back with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has and values his blessing and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given. And he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, because he has ignored or disregarded his blessings and gifts from God, even what he does, he even what he does, even what he does have will be taken away and throw out the worthless servant into the outer darkness in the place of grief and torment. There will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. He says, take him out into outer darkness where there is sorrow, where there is sorrow and pain. He said, grief and torment. We may see this grief and torment as the grief and torment of the enemy, but let me tell you, the greatest grief 
you can go through is the grief of, of, of your own life, pretty much. When you look at what you could have been, when you look at, at or the, you come to the realization of who you should have become, the things you should have done, when time passes by and you look at your life and you're just like, God, what have I done? God, I wasted time. God, I missed my seasons. God, I missed on your timing. I missed on the chances. I missed on the opportunities that you gave me. My God, that is torment and that is grief. Why am I reading this scripture to us? This is a season of eating bitter herbs. You see, I heard something recently from Pia, actually. She said, it is the good news, but it doesn't have to make you feel good. It is meant to work good in your life. So the goodness of God is not necessarily a good feeling many times. We should not be emotional about governmental things. We should not be emotional about the standards that God has set. We want to be emotional. We want our emotions to go ahead of us. We want to feel good. You hear the world preaching a message like, if it doesn't, if it don't, if it don't, I'm in a season of my, there's one thing that is trending now. It's like a voiceover thing that is used in reels. I'm in a season of my life where if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't, mm, 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 it's not about the feeling. It's about the government of God. We are in a season where the Lord is giving us meaty, weighty things. Why? Because it is what is required in the time we are going into, in the time that we are already faced with. The parable of the talent speaks of the relationship between servant and master. And we're talking servant and master because this is the season where we are talking about the Lordship of Jesus. Jesus Christ is our savior. Yes, but remember, like we said, we cannot reap the benefits of salvation if we have not given ourselves to the Lordship of God, if we have not surrendered to the Lordship of God. Surrender your time to the Lordship of God. This morning, I want you to pray. Pray over yourself. Pray that the Lord will give you understanding of the times that we are in. Pray that the Lord will give you an understanding of how to walk with time. Pray that the Lord will give you an understanding of the gift of time, that you will not see time as, um, as, as what it is not. You will not use time for the wrong reasons. You will not use time to set timelines or set deadlines for unrealistic things. You will not use time as a weapon against yourself, but you will use time as an investment. You will use time as a gift. You will use time as a seed. You will use time as a resource to do the will of the master. In the name of Jesus, you will use time to partner with the works that you do. In this season, in the mighty name of Jesus, pray over yourself. I'm looking for something that I wrote down not too long ago about time. The investment of time, the investment of time, how time is a gift, how time is a blessing. I want you to pray that the Lord will bring you to the consciousness of of, of, of what time is and what time carries, um, um, the capacity and the magnitude of time, why he has used time as a determining factor for it, for this part of eternity that we find ourselves in. Why is it time that determines a lot of things? Why is it time that justifies things? What is it about time that God has given to us that we are not seeing? Pray that in the name of Jesus, as you surrender your mind to God, he will bring you to an understanding of time. In the name of Jesus, an understanding of times and seasons, an understanding of day and night, an understanding of morning and evening, an understanding of of, 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 of the seasons of your life, of the seasons of the earth, 
of the seasons of the world, of the seasons of the age, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray over my life. I pray over myself this morning. Lord, no more will I walk in opposition to um, um, the gifts that you have given to me. Open my eyes to see the true treasures of life that you have given me. Even though I may have one thing today, even though I may have nothing today, even though I may have only seeds today. Father, show me that it is time that is the determining factor, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, let me not be like that foolish servant that did not invest his time. Let me not be like that foolish servant that did not believe his master was worthy of the investment, was worthy of the of the risk, oh God. Show me, Father, how to take risks, oh God. Let me not be too calculated, Father, in taking risks with you. Let me not be too conscious of myself, Father, in taking risks for you and for the kingdom. Show me, Father, how to give myself fully, oh God, and invest my time richly in you. In the name of Jesus, this is my prayer. I don't know about you. I don't know how the spirit of God is leading you to make these declarations or how to articulate your prayers this morning, but pray, pray for wisdom, pray for governance, pray for understanding, pray that the Lord will give you the grace and the capacity to be a steward, a faithful steward of time in the name of Jesus a faithful steward of time, a faithful steward of time. Father, because it seems like you are gone. And many times we keep hearing that the master is coming, the master is coming. That may have been the, the story of, 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 of the of the lazy, unfaithful servant. He may have heard it many times that the master is coming soon, but because his eyes couldn't see, he felt as if it was never going to happen. Because his heart could not comprehend it, he lost faith and he lost belief. Father, this morning we pray that you will cause faith to rise up again in us, O God, in the name of Jesus. The faith that will stir us up in the right direction. The faith that will cause us to anticipate your coming. The anticipation, not just with feelings, but with our works. Our works will just justify the coming of our Lord Jesus. Our works, Lord, we will we'll speak and we'll pull forth your coming in the name of Jesus. No more will we put things off childishly anymore. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. When you return, oh God, we will not be cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, we pray for a restoration of times and seasons of our lives, oh God. The times, oh God, where it seems like we have lost the times, oh God, where it seems like we do not take the right actions, the times, oh God, that even our very lives have judged us, Lord, by reason of the things that we did or did not do. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this season of wholeness, in this season of restoration, and in this season of establishment, we pray, oh God, that as your truth visits us, visits us, and as your light illuminates us, oh God, you will give us the ability, oh God, to make the right um, decisions and go in the right direction. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will not be caught up with with speed, oh God, we will not be too caught up with um, the things that we can do in our own wisdom, but Lord, we will follow you, oh God. We will trust you, oh God. We will allow your spirit to go ahead of us. We will allow your word to go ahead of us, to be released over us, and the brooding of your spirit to lead us into the creating and the remaking, oh God, of the things that you have called and commissioned us to do in this time and in this season, in the name of Jesus. Father, this is our prayer this morning, oh God. I pray for everyone that is listening this morning. The author, the singer, the writer, the designer, the teacher, the mother, the father that God has called you to be. Perhaps those things are laying dormant. 
Perhaps you know it in your heart. Perhaps you know it in your spirit, but your soul has not caught up to it. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the pathway of life will be opened up before you. The ladder from heaven will be released for you to begin to ascend in your soul so that you will catch on with the truths that have been deposited in your spirit in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I make this prayer for myself, oh God. I pray, oh God, my Father, no more will we be trying to play catch up, Lord. We will be in tandem with your spirit. We'll be, Lord, in alignment, full alignment with your will and with your word in the name of Jesus. Father, for those that you have called into ministry, for those that you have called into service, oh God, we may know it in our hearts, Lord, but maybe our reality is not yet matching up with it in the physical. Father, in the name of Jesus, this day we pray, oh God, that we recruit ourselves, oh God, into doing the work that is required to actualize the things that you have called forth in our lives in the name of Jesus. We will no longer be like a desical. We will not be like that servant. We may not say it with our mouths, but our actions may be communicating that we don't believe. Our actions may be communicating that you are not worth the, 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 the journey. You are not worth the investment, Lord. Father, this morning we repent, Lord. We repent, oh God. We pray that you will make us fit. You will pray that you will make us strong. We pray that you will cause us to walk in diligence, oh God, just like the faithful servants, oh God. Help us, Father, to do the work that is required, oh God, as you open the pathways before us, Lord, as you create and birth a new day for us, Lord. Let us not waste it anymore. Let us not misinvest anymore. In the name of Jesus. Show us, O oh God, how to partner with you through it all, through it all, O oh God, through it all, Father. This is our prayer. This is our desire, O oh God. Let your name be praised. Let your name be glorified, Abba, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to be encouraged this morning. This is a season of encouragement. Encourage yourself in the Lord and return to the place where you left off. Follow the last command. Go back to where you dropped the ball. Don't be ashamed. Don't be weary. There is grace for you in this season to pick yourself back up again. You are not the one picking yourself back up. It is the Lord that carries you. It is the spirit that is carrying you but you must return so that he can carry you. Return to him this morning. Return to him this day. Return to him in this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for we have broken into another level of our salvation in you. Thank you, Father, because this is true salvation where every part of our lives and every part of our being surrenders and confesses to your Lordship. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the salvation that we first received, Lord, where our spirits were revived and born. Father, we thank you because this salvation now is coming into the deep parts, the crevices of our lives, Lord, our soul, oh God, full wholeness, our wholesome salvation, Lord, is our portion in this season in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for your graciousness and your mercy. May your name be praised and may your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. There is a burden in my heart this morning to pray over mothers. 
And when I talk of mothers, I'm not just talking of the mother of children, but I'm talking about the one that carries a womb, the one that has been called to birth, the one that the capacity for life has been placed in. Who is that mother that God has called you to be? Who is that person God has called you to be? You can mother people by the things that you write. You can mother people by the words that you speak. You can mother people by the systems and the structures and the businesses that you set up and that you institute and that you create or that you recreate. For some, there are structures that you are holding on to that the Lord is saying it cannot work anymore. It may have been excellent in the previous season, but for where we are going, it is not sustainable. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every mother, spiritual mothers and biological mothers. I pray, oh God, that you will. The ability to birth, oh God, the ability to come into the fullness of your calling and your ordination in this time and in this season, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for midwives, oh God, in this time, midwives that will find, midwives that will locate us, midwives that will help, oh God, that will help us birth, Lord, the vision, oh God, the plans, the purposes, oh God, the children that you have placed within us in the name of Jesus. We are sitting with you, oh God, in the place of your word, Lord, and we are being fertilized, oh God. Our wombs are being fertilized with your word. Father, there will be no um, um, miscarrying in this season. There will be no um, um, disruption. There will be no plundering. There will be no um, stillbirth in this season, oh God, in the name of Jesus. There will be none of that, Lord, in the physical and in the spirit, in our emotions, in every facet of our lives, soul, spirit, and body, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, O God, because mothers are arising from this call. I thank you because Deborahs are arising from this call. Deborah said, until I, Deborah, arose a mother in Israel. It was the mother dimension of Deborah that caused her to break forth in that day. Father, we pray that the mothering dimension of each and every one of us, Lord, it will cause us to break forth in this day, in this time, and in this season. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, O God, for what you have done. Thank you for you have cleansed us, you have washed us, and you have reset us once again this morning. We give you all the praise, Abba, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Go forth in the power and in the might of God. Be strong and be of good courage. Stay in the word of God. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Um, meditate on it. Don't look aside from it. Stay in the word in this season and trust the Lord. And everything that he has done for us, every word that he has spoken, he will equip us and show us in what way to go. In Jesus' name. Thank you all. God bless you. And see you tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last day. Please don't come in and invite someone. Come with your friends. Come with your family. Um, and let's just, you know, end this season strong. Um, further details will be communicated concerning whether or not, you know, we'll be having more prayers after this first week. Um, but as the Lord leads us, we'll make the information available to all. God bless you all. I love you and I'm praying for you. Have a good day. Bye.